Hello and welcome to Dvorak Horowitz Unplugged, an hour-long discussion of activity in the financial markets around the world featuring columnist John C. Dvorak and money manager Andrew Horowitz. This conversation is casual and unrehearsed. Let's join John and Andrew now. I'm John C. Dvorak. And I'm Andrew Horowitz. And here we are on the 5th of July, day after the Independence Day, and uh, first of four shows for the month of July. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you have a nice July 4th? Did you have a barbecue? Did you do fireworks? Hello? So uh, you were uh, floating around the islands, I guess, off the coast of Florida. Did you hear anything I just said? ran into the CEO of uh, some company. Did you, uh, can you hear me? Yeah, okay. I can hear you. Okay, just checking. Yes. You want me to start with that story? So, yes. I uh, So, over the weekend, uh, kind of a funny story. I was uh, with some friends. We took their boat. We went to the Abacos. About, uh, first stop is about 150 miles uh, east, northeast of Fort Lauderdale. And we took us about six hours just cruising over there. Stopped off in a place called Spanish K. Then went to a couple other places like No Name K and went to Green Turtle K, various places. And then on um, on Saturday, we stopped at a place called Guana K, which is a small little island, like nothing there, remote little island. Guana? Guana. Not like like, gua- for, like, like bird poop and bat poop guana? I think that's guano. <laughs> okay. This is guana. But yeah, I think Continue. it's close. So, uh... They say there's a DJ, DJ uh, um, Diesel is going to be playing. I'm like, hmm, who's that? It's a small place, a little bar, but it gets crowded with the beachgoers, you know, like all the boats from around the area, even if they're 20 minutes, 30 minutes away, everybody shoves over to this place called Nippers. Got to say hello to my friends Johnny and Janice over there. And Nippers on the beach. And uh, it turns out it's the, listen to this, it's the CEO. I'm not kidding here. The CEO of Goldman Sachs, David Solomon, was the guest DJ that afternoon. Did he have his hat on sideways? No, but he did have a hat on. Was he in the house? Was he signing? Oh, oh no, he was He was doing a little bit of white person kind of dancing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Went to the music. And he had a hat on. He had pink shorts and a, uh, I would say, a uh, denim-looking kind of just shirt. Pink shorts, you say? Pink shorts, I do say. Hmm. A lot of pink shorts at this place. Uh, a lot of the people come from a place called Baker's Bay, which is very affluent. Like, he probably has a house, I think he has a house a couple doors down from Jamie Dimon and all so the other guys. Oh, they're all in that area? Yeah, they have a, they're have. they on an island. It's like a ridiculous amount to even get membership to the island. You can't step on the island if you don't have membership. And How'd you get on? I didn't get on that island. I didn't oh. get on that island. You didn't get on the island. That That's island how you got on. on. You didn't no. get on. I was on a different island. So you mean this guy's not making enough money as a DJ on the weekends? He's a big DJer, or he loves it. He's all over the place. He's do he does he does various concerts and stuff around. I mean, when when there's something, he gets in there. Yo yo yo. Yeah, he's yeah. You mind? He was in there. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Nice guy. I pulled him over. I said hello. Tried to get him on the podcast. He gave me his email address. Yeah, you'll never get him on. That's true. But I can pretend. And uh, he, uh, he he was very nice. Took a nice picture with him. I sent to you. Yeah, I saw the picture. I was kind of surprised by the whole thing. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. A lot of, a lot of fun. Um, he, he spun for about, I would say about three hours. 
and uh, then just hung out, came in, hung out with some of the people. We were in a little perch on the top, and he was hanging out with us. So very nice fellow. Mm. Very nice fellow. But it is interesting. The CEO of Goldman, of all places. I mean, you know, he, he makes a move, points left to right. You could, you could shatter a country. You know, the financial system. So, interesting. All right, some of the things going on. We have a new month. Half the year is already gone. Real crap show from where we are at this point. Everything is down. The only thing is not down. There was a, kind of, there was a story today. The, 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 is uh, Ray Dalio, was it Ray Dalio? Was it Ray Dalio's farm? Uh, well, there was some major hedge fund. No, Bridge, Bridge, um, who was it? I don't remember who it was. Anyway, they're up 30% this year, magical. But uh, these other uh, areas of the markets, whether it's bonds, stocks, gold, Bitcoin, blah, 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 just rattle it off. Everything except cash is down. Crypto is still getting no love. Uh, we have more lending firms over the weekend are halting withdrawals. This is a, a, a situation where they're calling it a, a glitch with the systems that created, like the, with, with, the, with the projects. They didn't really create them well. Which is total crap because all they did was lend and lend and lend more money on top of that. And that basically just ran out of steam as soon as Bitcoin and these various other coins just collapsed. Isn't that the, we've seen, how many times have we seen this? Well, you tend to see it a lot if you follow things long enough. You're going to have people just are feeling real good and uh, they're, they're, uh, Simply, uh, I don't know. Just get They're giddy. giddy. They're giddy. <laughs> They're giddy. There we go. They're giddy. Ah, we got more money. Let's go. Uh, investors are looking for every excuse to sell. It was a big sell-off this morning on news that Germany, for the first time in 30 years, is uh, at a net deficit in terms of trade. That really crazy. And... Um, but well, then the cost of energy has gone through this through the roof because there's such a bunch of stiffs in their in their uh, renewable ideas and closing down nu nuclear plants and and closing down coal fired and killing the price of energy and energy goes into the cost of goods and so they can't be competitive so they be so it flips over on them and they're wondering why yeah why 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 is this all happening I don't understand but that's what it is it's it's, it's stupidity very simple. All this that goes on right now, generally speaking, not that you can necessarily predict, but when you look at it, it's all simple math, isn't it? That's the idea. That's it's, why the system's so good, because it's just simple math. Yeah, it doesn't take a genius. Yeah, when you look back on it, right. When you look back on it, you're that, like, ah, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, right? It costs us twice as much to make this product, and now we have to sell it for more money, and nobody wants it because the Chinese can do it at half the price. Yeah. yeah. So uh, as, as far as the markets are concerned, the worst start for equity markets since 1970. Ah, perfect. Pretty ugly. And of course, what is 1970? You ring the bell. That was when we started to have massive inflation and the Fed took away the punch bowl of any sort and started raising rates. Right. And then there we go. Now they're equating it to that. And everybody is trying to draw parallels on this and, you know, talk about how it could be a very long and I have- oh, it's well, with a couple of things we should note is the seventies downturn lasted almost a decade. Right. Yeah. That was ugly. 
It was. It was really bad. Yeah. I I have stories, but anyway, go but, on. But that doesn't mean that the stock market has to be down every year necessarily, right? Or every day. It means that there are winners, there are losers, but the economy doesn't grow. And it's we're in a uh, not the same situation like we saw that people are just getting money hand over fist and there's job availability. And it's easy, easy streets. It's a much more difficult road. Yeah. Yeah, there's something always going to go up. Yeah. But most everything goes down. Yeah. Again, it doesn't have to go in a straight line either. It can go up and down. You can have no, big, it goes big down. It takes its time. It, it's mostly a lot of uh, the 70s were marked by uh, a lot of uh, bull traps. Yes. And uh, this is also the worst start for the bond markets ever. Ever. Which is uh, saying a lot. Mm. Yeah. Uh, first, uh, I think it's the first uh, bond market route that well, the, the bonds, bonds didn't do very well in the seventies with interest at twenty percent. Of course not. And then it was, yeah. but from then on, it was a nonstop bull market for bonds over the next thirty something years. And everybody thought we can keep on getting away with it, which you can for a while. Yeah, well, once goes the interest rate goes down to zero, it's pretty hard to make pretty, much. Pretty hard. Last week we saw uh, Bed Bath and Beyond in Red and I'm um, not Red uh, uh, RH. Now it's called just RH. It's uh, Restoration Hardware earnings miss and outlook was spooking investors. The CEO of uh, Bed Bath Beyond steps down finally. That was one of those meme stops. Everybody stocks. Everybody's like, oh, this is gonna be great. You know, the next Apple. Bed Bath Beyond is the next Apple or something. I don't know what they're thinking. You know, and if anyone think that it's just a retailer, I know, and and one that was it's like it's like the Scotch tape store. If you remember those old Saturday Night Live live bits, or is it, or the left-handed store that the Simpsons always had, just the store, just a store, and and stores can be replaced by other stores like that great cloud in the store in the sky, Amazon. If you need something like a blender, you need a why? Why would you go and schlep over unless it's a blender emergency? <laughs> right? Why would you go over to Bed Bath & Beyond if you don't know what they have, the inventory, you don't like the things, where you can just go on Amazon, hunt it down, and find what you want, the color, the speed, the motor, the size, and just get it two days later. Why bother? So stupid. What else we got? Uh, earnings season you ahead? Know the other thing, just as, just as an aside, yeah. whatever happened, because in this, well, in, probably in the 60s, but it, it was, I think, all the time until just recently, Whatever happened to the floor sales guys? Bed Bath & Beyond is one of those places that they had floor sales guys, which none of these stores do anymore. They used to. I think the last store a retailer that did was Neiman Marcus, where you'd go in there and somebody would take you by the hand and sell you something because that's what they did. Nobody sells anything anymore. And Bed Bath & Beyond is a perfect example. You go in there. There was like, they had some really interesting products like Breville cop, coffee makers. And there was nobody there that even knew what they were. I mean, if you go into a Dillard's or a Macy's into the men's department, there's always somebody there. It's, a, it's usually a pretty creepy guy with a very ill-fitting suit with yeah, lots that, of color combinations going on. And always yeah, with, that, always with, with that, Cordovan shoes. Yeah, that, uh, that's not what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of the olden days when they had real floor sales where a guy was on the floor selling things to you. Oh, uh, I see what you mean. Like almost uh, uh, promoting the product. Well, they come over and say, hey, I, I, can I help you? And then you say, well, I was just looking for some shirts. Oh, let me show you something very interesting that probably you won't see anywhere else. And let me, and then they start selling you. They literally sell their salesmen. 
working the store. They're not cash register operators. Yeah. Those guys are all gone. And these stores that are supposed to be specialty places, which need that have none of it. It's supposed to sell itself now. Never does. Nothing sells itself. That's the old better mousetrap theory. Yeah. It's going to sell itself. Let's just put all the money into the design of the store and see where people stop and go. We'll have cameras watching them. And if they go to the underwear and they go to the socks and they go then after that to the bathing suits, we should put those all near each other. It's just stupid. You know, it's, it's once again, it's, it's the, the idea that what you have today in particular over the last five, 10 years. And, but the more more so the last five years is that it, it is a, it is a zero. It is, it is a, it is a, it is products with zero, um, sales at all where apps are now directing you. Nobody wants to talk to anybody because everybody's afraid to talk to everybody. You know, they'll be happy to talk to you if you're three feet away on your phone through texting, but God forbid you open your mouth and ask a question. Oh, man, they think we're dumb. They're going to talk meanly to me. What if I don't ask the right question? That's what's going on. See, everybody has these, 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 well, these feelings. Yeah, <laughs> feelings. There is that. I agree. And that's, that's problematic. And that has a lot to do with the education system, the socialization of today's people. But even these stores, like say Bed Bath Beyond, which is the, was notorious and still is if there's one around the one nearby us closed, shuttered, Mm. but they used to send you these, you know, 15% off, 20% off, you know, this and that you always have these coupons. And uh, if you went into the store and they and and your phone was registered that you were there and sent you a coupon on the spot with some really outrageous deal, I think you'd respond to it. That's what they keep talking about. They keep bragging about, oh, we can follow you and you're going with the phone and the phone's going to know you're there. And then they can send you offers on the phone. I haven't seen that ever. They're waiting for the glasses. They're waiting for everybody to get glasses so they can do it. It ain't going to happen through, through the through the imagery. As you walk up, they just can't do it. Yeah, whatever happened to the old, well, it got, you got inundated with mail. Bed, Bath & Beyond is particularly used to send out, I mean, my wife would have piles of $15 off deals. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, mortgage demands on the, hitting the skids right now. Earnings season starting at 714. JP Morgan on the 14th of July will be coming out with their earnings. And uh, wow, wow, yields and, and double wow. For, for oil, I don't know if you've been seeing what's going on today. Oil drops below $100 per barrel yes, today. I, didn't I predict that last show when yeah. we somebody or maybe I, I predicted it somewhere. Where I guess it was it was either J.P. Morgan. I think it was J.P. Morgan. So it's going to go to 380 or 318 or something. As soon as you say that, boom, it starts dropping immediately. Yeah. City came out with something th- saying that they predicted it was going to like uh, – uh, I think 68, $68. So it's going to go down to 68. Well, right. And right now, according to uh, this source, it's 101. It came back up. It was 98 this morning. Wow. So it dropped pretty well, pretty significantly. Now yields on the other hand, still moving lower. And we hit 3.5% on the 10 year last week, about a week ago or so. We're at 2.79 today. Now, this isn't a market that everybody expected that rates will continue to move higher and higher and higher. The Fed is not going to stop. They're a one-way ticket on the way up, and they keep talking about it, and we don't stop talking about it. And then we have the situation, what's going on in uh, in the rest of the world with interest rates piling up. 
Even with the ECB not raising rates, their rates are coming up very substantially, therefore requiring for the ECB to actually go and do something about it. All sorts of problems. But now everybody's freaking out. You know why? Because they were freaking out about rates going up. Now everybody's like, oh, my God. The rates that went up already have slowed down the economy so much that we're going to end up in a recession. And so what they're doing is now the recession pricing bonds. Huh. And that had a major move today. Finally, finally, we saw that the impact of lower rates woke up certain areas in the market that had been bludgeoned. The fact that high multiple companies in the tech area and biotech in particular got just beat up and just trashed for weeks and weeks and weeks. And, um, you know, the ones like all these names that you know of that were down 70% and Roblox and the Zoom and the Affirm and all these names, uh, not to mention the big ones like a Netflix and a Facebook, all these names just got obliterated. Well, all of a sudden today, it was like, wait, wait, wait. Wasn't the reason that we were seeing all these things happen was because, well, rates were going to be going up and it's really hard to justify multiples at that level. And nobody woke up till today. It's like smelling salts went off today. Hey, wake up. Rates are coming down. Huge moves today on tech. Dow Jones Industrial Average recovered from a 600-point loss to down slightly. The NASDAQ was up dramatically uh, on the day. And these other companies were up 10, 12, 15% today. Pretty amazing. Yeah. But the big issue right now is, once again, I'm going to talk about this because the fact is that that we're entering into more of a deflationary mode than an inflationary mode. Yeah, this is your basic argument. And, and because that move off the zero bound up to 1.5%, let's say, and maybe close to 2%, that's a big move on a, on a percentage basis. It's not like moving from 2 to 3, that's a 1% move. A 0 to a 2 is enormous. It's free money to non-free money. So here's an oil chart. Take a look at that. See where it was? It was at 98.50 when I clipped this. Hmm. 108 was support. 90, uh, 93 and change is the next level of support. We did turn around today and bounce, but there's not much other support in there. Then you look at uh, yields. Look what's going on with yields. What are we talking about? Let me count. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Like 10 days ago, 12 days ago, it was at 3.5 on the 10-year. All these charts are available on the show notes, by the way, for DH Unplugged, episode number 613. But that's a big move down. Now, we got support. I'd say. Probably 270. See those nubs on the bottom there at 270? Yeah. So that's something right there. And then uh, we have copper. Copper fell to its lowest level in 17 months. You know, they talk Dr. Copper. Copper is used in all sorts of machinery, industrial use, real estate, wiring, um, houses use a ton of it, cars. Now there's all concern about a global recession. Copper, 17-month low. I just thought it was like a few weeks ago, all these commodities were off the charts, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, and not only that, when the rest of them kind of slowed down, copper was still moving up. I thought it was a run on copper. Copper was going crazy. And then what happened? It's it's now there's a big concern that uh, oh screw the supply chain issues and you know oh uh, China's reopening and they're doing stimulus oh forget that problem is we're gonna enter a, a, a recession is imminent 
and uh, the drop of the crap out of stuff. This Again, this is from, you have to really put this in perspective. This just weeks ago. People were freaking out that growth was still there, that the that the Fed was going to be, re and other central banks, pushing things like crazy because we're not going to end this growth cycle ever. And then all of a sudden, there it goes. Just goes to show you how stupid these guys on TV are. Well, they just, they're on, that's why they're on TV. Yeah. Th those who can't trade go on TV. That's uh, what you do. <laughs> Pays well, yeah. kind of. Yeah. But it pays, it pays. And you sound good, and there's a lot of pretty girls. Right. What more do you want? Uh, nothing much. If you want a picture of me and David Solomon, the CEO of GM, uh, G, not GM, not GE either, Coleman Sachs, GS, it's over on the yeah, show, there he is. show notes right got there. got his hat on. It's not on sideways, though. You see, I see, the, you, see you could just, you could see just the nub of the pink shorts. See it? <coughs> just, just a little pink shorts Let me there. take a look. He's got his Yeti, of course. He's got his... No, you Ray can't Bans. see his shorts at all. You see him? I thought I see him. Oh, that little thing. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if that counts. So, you know, there you go. There you go. Mr. Bigwig. Uh, Tesla, disappointed quarter on deliveries, record month of uh, production, but uh, now several <laughs> weeks of downtime at multiple plants. Company's also going to probably, and potentially if uh, we see that there's a continuation of the pricing where Bitcoin is today, take a four- Hundred million dollar impairment charge due to losses on Bitcoin. There you go. Well, that was good. So, so much for his uh, uh, brilliance. Uh, uh, I don't know what to call market say. savviness, visionary, visionary. Yes, that is. Uh, Tesla was also going to uh, halt most production on its Model Y assembly line in Shanghai for the first two weeks in July, then stop the Model Three line for twenty day stretch starting in July on July eighteenth. I don't know why anyone ever bought a Model Y. It just was an unattractive car. It is a it is a bloated AMC Pacer. Yeah, it looks like a Pacer. Reminds me of a Pacer. Uh, you know, dull wings. Looks yeah. like it just it, it just like it, it's got too much air in it or something. It's just got too much. Yeah, it's like a blowfish of a car. It's just not. It just <laughs> doesn't have it. It's not sleek. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Monkeypox. The Who says it's not an issue? Did we talk about this at all? No, I don't think so. The WHO now saying sustained transmission of monkeypox worldwide can see the virus begin to move into high-risk groups such as pregnant women, immunocompromised people, and children. The virus now identified in more than 50 countries outside the United States and outside, outside countries of Africa where it is endemic. Question is, uh, if it's in 50 countries and has uh, sustained transmission, is this not a pandemic or an epidemic? I don't know. They they have some rule to declare such. I'm asking you. Is it to me? I don't think so. I think it's just, I think it's exaggerated personally. But if it's in 50 countries, you got to be hugging and kissing somebody to yeah, get it. That's true. Well, you still get it, but yes. You People have to get, really work at it. Yeah, the rash starts off in, in very uh, let's just say uh, undesirable places. And then you get a fever yeah. a few days later. Uh, no respect for cryptocurrency. Grayscale, which managed the world's largest Bitcoin fund, said it would sue the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission after regulators turned down its bid to convert the investment vehicle into an ETF. Won't let them do it. The SEC last Wednesday rejected Grayscale's application for a spot Bitcoin exchange-traded fund, citing a failure by the investment manager to answer questions about concerns around market 
manipulation, which they have a good point. Yeah, I'd say. It's much. It, it's not that liquid, this stuff. It really isn't. So if you have an, an unliquid situation and you have guys that have mass amount of money to play with, you know, bad actors are going to be bad actors. Yeah, they do that. Yep. Um, the watchdog, the watchdog, as you see, is concerned. Investors would like lack sufficient protections under the Grayscale proposal. Now, Grayscale is like, wait, okay, wait. Isn't that the point of why we're doing this? We want to register. But the SEC doesn't want to deal with it. The SEC is concerned that there are so many potential flaws to the model that it's going to come back the to the SEC. Them. They're actually finally doing something. Yeah. I would agree. They're saying we do not want to regulate because we don't recognize it as a viable vehicle. I think that's something. Yeah. Now, more crypto. Korea, the most, uh, 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 I would say, the, the, the most uh, blackmailing and hijacking and hacking of anywhere, right? Well, the nosedive in cryptocurrency markets has wiped out millions of dollars in funds stolen by North Korean hackers. Four different investigators are talking about this. I find this hard to believe. That what? They, that, they, that they're doing the hacking? The hacking culture really is, is, is starts in high school with a lot of computers around you. And I don't see that, that the culture is correct for developing these, these enormously talented hackers in North Korea of all places. It just doesn't make any sense. It has never made sense to me. What if that's part of the basic educational system? I don't, I've never heard such a thing. What do you mean? Why do we, so, all right, let's go to the other side of this then. If that's not the case, question one, why does anybody say that it is? I mean, there must be a reason that they're throwing off there because maybe, I don't know. Just a smear, smear campaign. Smear is campaign. Possibly they, they where it's really coming from is Ukraine, which is where a lot of hackers are and talented ones. Uh, in Ukraine, and they don't want to mention that for God's sake, since we're sending them so much money. It just doesn't. It doesn't smell right. Well, it's interesting. I have nothing to say about this because it's it's <laughs> it, it is. I understand what you're saying, and it's very difficult to find out information about this. Then on top of that, why would the hackers want to be known? I mean, unless there's some kind of IP. Um, yeah, they tracking, but if there all, is, all good hackers get around all right. that. That's stuff. What say, but you know, it's like okay, well, they track. Them I mean, it could be the IP. CIA financing its operations yeah. for all there we you know. Go. Now that's what I was looking for. And that's what I was looking for. <laughs> and sending the false information to make it look like North Korea when it's actually our boys. Right, it's our government collecting money through covert operations. Blaming yes, it on parties can. that can't uh, or not going so to just to, to fund the black ops. I mean, we've got an endless need for money. I mean, every other person working in a corporation seems to be working for the CIA. Somebody's paying them. Hmm. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. They're listening. And it's saving the taxpayers' money. Well, that would be good. That'd be good. That'd be nice. I can't imagine that's the case, but they'll do something else with it. Mortgages, average loan size is dropping as affordability becomes a problem. Now, do you remember we talked about this? Another simple math equation. The idea that you have interest rates that are moving higher. Just doing the calculation, that means you could afford less of a house. Therefore, housing prices need to drop. Yeah. And then if you want to reverse that, change it, whatever, it all works in tandem. It takes a little while to get through the system. 
But what we're seeing that overall purchases activity has weakened in recent months due to the quick jump in mortgage rates, high home prices, and growing economic uncertainty. Talked about, uh, said by a gent from uh, uh, an M he's an MBA economist, mortgage back associate, mortgage something association. The average purchase loan about uh, amount declined to four hundred thirteen thousand, which highlights an ongoing downward trend since it had a record of four sixty on March of two thousand and twenty two. I'm seeing a lot more for sale signs. Are you? No, not really. Really? Not Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I see people fixing their places up to, they're doing a pretty good job of it. And so I expect to see a few, but I have seen, uh, it has, I haven't seen the big increase. It comes in waves around in the Bay area. You would think that right around you, like your area, there'd be a lot of for sale signs. Yeah. Especially yeah. your next door neighbors. I have not seen, <laughs> uh, I have not seen one uh, recently. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, well, here's something else that's really interesting. This is going back to our discussion on oil and 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 all the different things that are involved. Did you talk about this on No Agenda? Did you talk about wind power? Was that you talking about we wind talk power? About is it like so often ridiculously expensive. Yeah, well, Adam did a presentation on No Agenda about almost a year ago, showing that most wind power numbers are either scams or it's just really it was pretty good. It just turns out wind power is not uh, what it's cracked up to be. And it's very expensive to build, and the yield on it and how much is being used by countries is so limited. Yeah. So limited. Well, global energy consumption, this is interesting, global energy consumption rose by 5.8% in 2021 from a year ago, exceeding the pre-pandemic levels as economies revved up with activity and strong growth in renewable energies chipped away at fossil fuel use, okay? That's that's what they're talking about. You know, this whole idea that, oh, we're able to get all this other stuff from other places. So they're trying to soften it, looks like. Now, oil demand last year was 3.7 million barrels per day below the 2019 levels, driven primarily by weakness in the aviation sector, which was 33% below pre-pandemic levels. By the way, I got a plane tomorrow at 10.30, going from yeah. Fort Lauderdale to JFK in New York. Canceled, okay. canceled. Just canceled an hour ago. Just canceled, just like that. Yeah, this Thank is you. a problem. You're canceled. I'm like, what? What? So we were able to rebook out of Miami, but uh, who knows if that's going to hold. Well, that's a pain in the ass. You get there and they cancel you. You had to go all the way to Miami. Yeah. yeah. So you have a drink. Yeah. It's going to be early. Um, now, what's interesting, the rapid economic recovery also led to a 5.7% increase, increase in greenhouse gas emissions from, from energy use. Roughly similar to the 2019 level. So somehow we're using more uh, renewables and less fossil fuel, but somehow we have more, we increased our greenhouse gas emissions. I don't understand about that. But Sounds very dubious. It's just the whole thing is, is weird, right? This, I don't, I'm all in favor of renewables. It just makes sense if you can do so, right? If, it does, if it's not going to, you know, my, my fear is we put up, all these wind farms and they start changing the direction and something about the wind and how that then changes the weather. I have a concern, probably unfounded, but maybe you could talk me off the ledge on this one that we put up all of these solar panels and somehow it just heats the earth even more because it's an attractor. <laughs> Seriously, right? Isn't it a tractor? You ever put tinfoil down on the ground. It gets hot around there. Yeah. You used to, do you remember the days when you would sunbathe out in the backyard? And you would take an album cover and, or, or one of those pre-made deals where it was uh, uh, basically a reflector. Remember the old days of the reflectors? Yeah, they still use them. Who uses those? 
the women on the on the uh, trans uh, the the cruise ships. You must see them. I I haven't seen them in a while. You have not seen a reflector on a cruise ship and all the cruises you go on. No, I haven't. It, and it's like oh, okay. it's like well, it's you... like cancerous or something. You're burning your face. Oh, uh, yes, yeah. it's probably not good for you. And then they're using. Remember the old days? Use baby oil with iodine in it. Oh, to dye your skin? Well, yeah, you dye your skin, and at the same time, you put the baby oil in, which basically, I mean, here's what we're doing. If you put baby oil on your face, you go into the hot sun, and then you use a reflector, you're essentially cooking your face. Are you not? It stink. It's cooking the your iodine. face. Jeez. You know? How long have you been in Florida? I, I, I mean, it's in 1987. We didn't do this in Florida. We did it in New York. I remember in the summer times in New York, my, my mother would have the reflector and the cigarette hanging out of her mouth. <laughs> uh, and now that's not enough. US Andrew, power- come inside. Yeah. Come inside, Andrew. Yeah. yeah. If that wasn't enough, U.S. power companies are facing supply crunches that may hamper their ability to keep the lights on as the nation heat heads into the heat of the summer and the peak hurricane season. Utilities are waning and warning of supply constraints for equipment, which could hamper efforts to restore power during the outages. They're also having a tougher time rebuilding natural gas stockpiles for next winter as power generators burn record amounts of gas. So if I keep going on this route of reading this, we're screwed. (laughs) Are we not? Well, if you keep reading this, it sounds like we are, but it doesn't seem like, there's no answer. There's no answer. I mean, you, you, the, the wind doesn't provide enough. The solar is difficult to get at best, and maybe will work, maybe not. Sounds you know. like they're trying to scare us into something. This doesn't. None of this sounds right. You caught it early. You caught it with the idea that there's a 5.7 increase in greenhouse gas emissions, even though the amount of petroleum products has gone way down. 3.7 billion dollar billion barrels. I'm sorry per day. So something doesn't make sense here. So I assume that this entire report is designed for some propagandistic purpose. Maybe. I mean, you know, next what's going to happen is they're going to start blaming the cows again. Yeah, those poor cows. Blame for everything. So with inflation, what we've seen recently, we see global food prices surging, of course, though, in uh, some areas in the world, for example, South Korea, um, it's really hitting hard. And this is being blamed on Ukraine and the impact of supplies. Oh, it's always their fault. There's a really funny meme going around. It's an entire globe. It's the world, just the world, a meridian view of the entire world. And then Ukraine is just a little speck in red and it's it's etched in as red. And they say all the problems of the world, (laughs) food shortages, energy shortages, everything is because of this little red speck out here in Eastern Europe. Does that make sense to you? Well, it makes no. sense if you know who's talking about it. It's basically the administration looking to clinch the uh, the idea that it's not their fault because they have an election coming up. Yeah, good luck with that election. I'm done with politicians, by the way. I've decided recently. I'm done with this whole shenanigans. What is the point? And why do we put so much stock in what they say and do? It's really, it's it's really, it's the stupidest thing ever. They, if. They just do it. it, it, it I don't want to get started. You've Listen, lost all hope. I've lost hope. I have. <laughs> uh, but in South Korea, there's a new thing that they're doing, or a little bit um, more because there's so much inflation, 25% increase in lunches. They're they're eating sandwiches called gip, gimbaps, gimbaps, which are rice rolls for under five bucks. 
I bet you, <clears throat> I bet you we're going to start seeing those here. <laughs> Kimbaps. So it's a rice, it's like a rice roll. Do they have them by you? No. Well, they might. I just don't eat them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now for one last piece of bad news. Germans, Britons, and other allied troops are on alert uh, to employ eastward. The United States is also adding 100,000 personnel already in Europe by sending more warships to Spain, planes to Britain, and uh, pre-positioned weapons to the Baltics and more soldiers to Romania. NATO's agreed to move like 300,000 troops to a higher readiness state. The hell? You don't think that's pissing off Putin? I think Putin's ignoring it. Mm. I mean, the whole thing that the, besides spending a lot of the taxpayers' money to do all this, I think the whole thing is uh, uh, dependent on, on the belief that Putin, once he gets this area in Ukraine that he wants, the eastern part, which is not bumped up against anything, once he gets that part, he's going to move on Europe. Yeah. They actually say this. Which is ridiculous. He can't even get anything in Ukraine. What is he going to get in Europe? You have a hard time. Nothing. Have a hard but time. who's he going to move on? You Lithuania? Yeah. They, they can't do anything. And if everyone's all jacked up about NATO, no. This is just a waste of money. I think that um, the market has sniffed out that the war is here. It's happening. But I think a lot of people are now in the, ah, all right, we know about it. We're done with this. Can't get much worse than this. That's what the markets are saying. And this is what investors are thinking, I think. I think that's probably true, except in Ukraine. They're getting bombarded. They're just flattening. They're rubbalizing as much of that country as, as they can manage. I mean, they're not touching the Western part at all. I don't hear about a missile hitting Lviv or any place like that. I think they, it hit some uh, early on in the game. There was an airport. NATO ammo dump that a cruise missile blew up outside the airport. But except for that one incident and maybe another single incident, there's nothing going on. Yeah, but the rest of the country is being demolished. But I think most people are listening have to ask themselves this. When this all started, what were you doing in terms of understanding about this war? Were you listening and watching and looking at the TV and reading articles and listening to various podcasts? I was. I was very yeah, interested. I was too, obviously, because we have to talk about this on our other show. And But what are you doing now? I'm still doing that. As much? No, probably not. And I think most people, you're doing it also because it's your job. Yeah, I think the average Joe is not going to do any of it. I think most people are done with this. Let's move on. And I think that it's like anything else. Once you get used to something, it's like, okay, you know, I get it. Let's just move on from here. So I think that's, that's a good thing. Well, it's not a good thing that we don't care, but it's a good thing for markets that we're healing from this right now. And that unless something goes really sideways, I think that it's a non-event for markets. You know, the only thing that may happen here is the potential for energy to be shut off in Europe. Now, that is a big problem and that's going to cause a, that's what happened with Germany. That's why Germany is at the first time in a net deficit versus a surplus in terms of export imports in 30 years. And why that is, is because they're paying a lot more for outside uh, energy sources. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Mm -hmm. 
All right, fuel protection. In California, people using ring doorbells mounted to their cars by the gas tank to protect them against people stealing gas. Yeah, I haven't heard this, and I'm in California. I've heard it, at least from this one place. Well, I'm just It's a great you, idea. I, I think it's a great idea. You it's think okay. This, oh. You can buy the ring doorbells oh. in a five-pack at Costco. So maybe you're thinking... I got to always understand John's way of thinking here, and maybe I'm wrong, but maybe you're thinking this is a publicity thing put out by Ring. Is <laughs> yeah. That, is that what be. you're thinking? Yeah. Well, no, but now that you mentioned it, it could be. Huh. Owned by Amazon, by the way. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I thought they were owned by Google. No, Amazon. Amazon bought, bought, bought. The, the Ring guy went on Shark Tank. They told him who the hell needs a camera on their garage. He went off to build it on his own. Amazon bought it for a billion dollars. Okay. Uh, no surprise. Oh, our boys are back in town. Credit Suisse was convicted by Switzerland's federal criminal crime court of failing to prevent money laundering in the country's first criminal trial of one of its own major banks. I find this to be peculiar. Why? Because they never do that, such a thing. Well, it's peculiar because it's probably so obvious. Somebody must have really screwed up on this one. A former employee was found guilty of money laundering in the trial, which included testimony of murderers uh, murders and cash stuffed into suitcases. Oh, some employee, sure. It's not endemic then. No, so the was, whole bank's not I don't think corrupt. it was endemic, but it was a division, a department, yeah. Yeah, sure. All right. So another headache for Switzerland's second biggest bank, which has been uh, obviously just all sorts of problems and major losses with risk management and compliance blunders and all that. Back to your neck of the woods, San Francisco block. Uh, which is, uh, of course, you know, Block, which is uh, formerly known as Square, plans to give up its former San Francisco headquarters as it transitions to a more distributed workforce. Why did they change the name to Block? I, I think it was, uh, I, because I think it had to do more with the idea that Square, what, what was Square to begin with, but Square went into more of the uh, cryptocurrency area and Block was like maybe short for blockchain. That's the only thing yeah, I can think of. It's a dumb name. Yeah, dumb name. I don't know why you changed mid- midway, unless you're trying to hide something. So they're going to get rid of the San Francisco headquarters, and that's big because uh, big problem. Jack Dorsey-run company won't renew its lease at 1455 Market Street when it expires in September, and that's about 470,000 square feet at the building. Yeah. You know the area, right? Yeah, yeah, that's where all the homeless are. Because Jack Dorsey and the Twitter people, they were bitching and moaning about the uh, fact that there was no, this, by the way, is is an actual, I'm going to give you a timeline. Uh, The area had a lot of these porta potties in the whole area, and it's near a civic center. And uh, and the Twitter people, Jack Dorsey, well, you know, it just draws homeless nearby, and the homeless keep coming. Because of the porta potties, and there's all these porta potties. So they, so using their influence, and now of course they're leaving so much for their influence. And thanks for nothing. <laughs> they uh, they got the porta potties removed, and that's when the beginning of crapping in the streets began. Is that still going on? Oh yeah, sure. I think the map is still up to the the San Francisco crap map. Really? Yeah. Oh god. 
Sure, they still, but there's no porta potties. San Francisco is named by one of these operations as one of the two worst run cities in the country. Wow. Who's the other one? Uh, Chicago. Oakland. Oh, really? Yeah. We Chicago? Gotta, we, we, no, Chicago is probably up there, but it's not one and two. I think it's one and two is San Francisco and Oakland. Well, poorly run. Just poorly run. Yeah. Mismanaged. Yep. Back to the politicians again. Uh, what do we have here? We're talking about, oh, of course, all these things uh, relate to the close to the pin. we got to get another one one of these days. Not right now. We'll get it next week. Uh, winner was announced last week for Neo. That was a good uh, deal. We sent off the shirt. Uh, the donation buttons are now working. Thank you for a couple of listeners. And actually, that was great. They were just not going to the right place. They were going to the right place, but just weird. It was a weird. Something was weird. Uh, but the donation buttons are fixed. Try them out for yourselves. And actually, I encourage you to let me know if they're working. Uh, go through the whole process, please, of clicking on them and donating. Let me know if that worked. There's a challenge for you. No money is too small to donate. Uh, what do we got? Oh, and before we get to the game... We were asking for limericks, which we have ever so often. And we're asking for crypto limericks now, right? None came in. I believe so, yes, crypto. But we do have one Fed limerick. Oh, we have a Fed limerick still uh, uh, hanging on there? Yeah, one that came in from uh, Bryden Quirk. I don't know if that's that's his real name. Quirk is a... Uh, Quirk is a name. Maybe. Bryden Quirk. All right. So he, he's a little bit worried that you may panic. There once was a young man from Nantucket who kept all his cash in a bucket. But the Fed made him cry with inflation so high. In the end, he just had just had to chuck it. In the end, he just had to chuck it. Yeah. In the uh, It's not me, I don't think. It's the, in the end... In the end, he just had to it chuck fine. it. You read it fine. You read it okay. You're ruining it. I'm oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> well, I would start by criticizing the use of the tuck it bucket, but I did that myself once with the uh, with the Janet Yellen uh, limerick, whose head was as big as a bucket. And uh, so it's, it's, it's well-structured. It's nothing, it's nothing hilarious. There's nothing. It's just it's, it's, it's bland. It's a very bland uh, limerick, but it's, it's structured properly and it doesn't have any any uh, structural flaws. So I'll give him a B. B. Oh, big. Very nice. Very nice. That last sentence was hard to read. In the end, he just had to... Uh, there must be another way to do that. No, in the end, he just had to chuck it. It's the way you read it. It's fine. Okay. All right. Well, okay. Then fine. This is a game that we play. It's not a solicitation to buy or sell any security. It's not a recommendation of any kind. Nothing on the show should be considered investment advice or a recommendation. If you choose to invest in any of the stocks mentioned, you should know that it may carry risk, along with the risk of a loss of principal. You should also seek out professional financial advice for your particular situation. We assume no risk as these are not to be considered recommendations. Horowitz Company, myself, or John C. Dvorak may invest in any of the securities mentioned, and we'll disclose that on the website under the weekly stock picks section. You can go to dhunplugged.com and see all the names we discuss in the segment, along with the performance information from the date discussed, as well as any additional important disclosures. Why don't you take the list? I took it last week. Yeah, Medtronic's still up there. It's been around for two years. 
more than two years and it's still there. Uh, the gain is only 17%. The FVC Bancorp is still up 88%. Again, this one is going to be two year anniversary uh, in a couple of days, like in three days. Hmm. Uh, the Spider Gold Trust is way down. That was uh, one of your uh, picks. Uh, I thought it was a good idea too. Kellogg is up. And that was the old down wedge. It's funny. It was just this chart action that said it was something was going to happen with them. And there's there in the news. Uh, go on. We got Liberty Media. That's a, is a loser. It's one of my picks. Another descending triangle. It never went anywhere. I still think that has potential. It's not that. It's dead money. The iShares uh, 20 plus treasury. Uh, dead money. That, well, but, but that came back. That's the bonds. That remember they were about six percent differential. They're coming back. That's how yeah. bonds came down. Those went up. Yeah. Well, it's still dead money. Pro shares ultra short twenty something. This is your uh, one of your picks. Well, that was dead yours. Money. You went the other way. What? Oh, that was mine. Yeah. Well, it was dumb. Uh, well, how come it says Andrew one eighty? Where are you? Oh, Hun that's right. I'm not the pro shares. This is the one where we went either you way. Went opposite. We, yeah. Yeah, so you lost and got wiped out. Now I'm losing. We're both going to get wiped out with this. <laughs> this is ludicrous. Somehow, somehow. <laughs> somehow it doesn't work. So that that was no good. Uh, some Trixada, an insider's thing for a health company. It's up 14%. That's a penny stock. Uh, probably still a good one. Uh, uh, DocuSign got kicked off the chart, yeah, even though it was, you were up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, NVIDIA, uh, I shorted it and I'm making out on that. Uh, uh, Microsoft, I shorted that and I'm losing. So that's a wash. Meta Platforms is up a bit. And then Warby Parker, which was my buyout candidate pick, is, is going to get kicked off by next week if this continues. So that's it. A couple things. First, um, usually we wait for the automatic positioning to move a stock off, right? You know, 15% stop and all that, right? Yeah. I'm asking if I could do a manual close out of a position. Like what? The Energy Select uh, Spider, which is the energy shares like the ConocoPhillips, the ExxonMobil and all that, that I'm up 24% on because I'm going the opposite way with the next pick. And it's just going to conflict. So you shorted Energy Select Spider. On 6-8-2022, which was a month ago. Mm -hmm. I think we can do that uh, uh, once in a while. But I would like to see the longer, if they were sitting there as dead money for a long time, I think it would make more sense to do that then. Well, this but, is a trading okay. point. I'm going to go into dig, which is the double oh, of Okay, that. well, then just get rid of it. Sure. So I'm going to take that go off. Go in the opposite week. direction. I'm going the opposite direction down I here. I think it's where you can take the other stock off. Yeah, so here I'm going the opposite direction here. We'll see, it's the... Dig, you, dig is the, you're on it. You're on a roll with this particular stock. You're up twenty five percent. So flip it around. Yep, that's the play. What do you got? I have a couple of things. Let me get back to my other page. Um, I got. Let's see. What's this one? This is a, a biotech. I don't think I have any on there right now. And it's VRCA, Varica Pharmaceuticals. Eureka. It had a huge drop and, it, and it's sitting around two and a half bucks uh, after a collapse, stock collapsed. And uh, this is insiders buying it up. 
I can't say this is not a good insider's buy, and I'll tell you why. Because this guy's been trading. He's a uh, Paul Man Manning. He's been trading this stock from all over the map, and he's never sold. So he's just he's just accumulating. So I can't say that he knows anything because he's just been doing this constantly. The stock is in the tank, but it's so cheap. You know, I like these kind of cheapies that can if the things bubble up. I mean, it's already down as far as I think it's ever going to go. So it's probably not bad bottom feeding, mm -hmm. but bottom feeding. Bottom feeding. I got that. Bottom. Now the other one I looked at. I'm not going to do anything with because it's just the, the increase is way too out of control. I want you to look at this chart for KRTX, Karuna Therapeutics. KRTX. It started, it had this, it was kind of floating around the bottom. It looked like a opportunity. And that's gone up day after day after day after day. And it's gone up. It's just hmm. unrelenting increase to 132 from 108. Hmm. It's a very interesting looking chart. Cornerstone Wealth took a 235, $2.3 million stake in Car it's Karuna. Is that what it's called? Karuna, yep. Karuna, Karuna Therapeutics. What do they do? Let's see what they do. Hang on. Pull them up. Uh, profile. 180 employees. Not much on what they do. Biotech. Where are they located? Over in yeah. Boston. Okay, they do. I mean, this is a this is a chart of a company that's got something up uh, its sleeve. They do CAR T. They're in phase three. Psychosis in patients with schizophrenia, treatment of central nervous disorders such as negative and cognitive systems of schizophrenia and psychosis, dementia related psychosis. I think I could do some of this. Uh, yeah. They have license agreements with Lilly, Xylabs. Pure Tech, Charles Rittler Labs. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Now I could put this on the game, uh, and I would I would probably have the guts to buy this. But um, KRTX as uh, a momentum play. KRTX is that what we're doing? Yeah, go on. Put it. My, what's gonna, What's the worst that could happen? MO, uh, momentum. You won't lose any money. No, not on this. No, no. I'm. I am not. <laughs> I'm just putting it on the game so we can follow it. Okay, got it. JCT. Any others? No. Okay, 613-76. Okay. All right, we're going to wrap it. Okay, I'll talk to you. Uh, Next week, we'll see who I run into in Montauk this weekend. Oh, you're going to Montauk. Mm -hmm. uh, if you can get out of the state, you mean. If I can. If I can. <laughs> okay. I'll see you later. All right. You've been listening in on a conversation with John C. Dvorak and Andrew Horowitz. Hope to be with you again soon. Bye-bye. Now, I'm not broke, but badly bent. I'm not down to my last cent, because I got a dollar, but it's my last dollar bill. <laughs> yes, sir. In my pockets, there's a dent. All my dough is nearly spent, but I got a dollar, and it's my last dollar bill. Oh, I'd love just one more buck fortune left me by chance. Now, here's a hint. I feel like a man. You can hardly tell by a glance. I don't care. No millionaire can give me the ice stack. Because I got a dollar. My last dollar bill. Horowitz & Company, Inc. is registered as an investment advisor with the state of Florida 
and conducts business in other states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Registration does not imply any level of skill or training.